0: STORY 14 OF Maryland FAIRY TALES by Edith Howes This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. STORY 14 THE PET WHALE Tiniro, the king, lived on an island across the sea. He had a pet whale, which was so tame, he could ride on its back. Summoned by the king's whistle, the whale would swim to the shore to be fed and petted, then off he would bear his master for a merry ride on the sea. Old Kae, a chief from a neighbouring island, came to visit Tiniro. He was much interested in the pet whale, and cast covetous eyes upon it. When the time came for him to return to his own island, he refused to go in the canoe. He gave Tiniro plainly to understand that he desired to ride home on the whale. At last Tiniro lent him his pet. Be kind to him, he said, and return him faithfully. As soon as he touches the shore of your island, he will shake himself. You must at once jump off upon the right side and allow him to return to me kai promised to obey instructions and set out on his homeward voyage the whale swam carefully through the water kai high upon its back enjoying his unusual method of travelling when they came to shore and the whale touched the bottom he shook himself as a sign for kai to jump off but kai sat still swim further in he commanded the whale obeyed his voice carefully he swam a little further in then again stopped and shook himself go on cried kai now quite determined to steal this obedient whale for the third time the whale swam stopped and shook himself after that no commands moved him he lay still afraid of being stranded on the beach Gai's people stood on the shore to welcome their chief. Bring ropes, he called to them. Haul the whale to shore. They brought their strongest and longest ropes, and threw them noosed over the whale, pulling hard together to haul him to the shore. The whale struggled and would have escaped, so great was his strength. But in his twistings his blowholes became choked with sand. A few spasms and writhings, sad to see, and he lay dead. Kae was disappointed. It was as a living pet that he wished to keep the whale. However, now that the creature was dead, they might as well have a feast, he said. He gave orders that the whale should be dragged on shore, cut up, and cooked. Fires were made, ovens heated, the flesh was cooked everybody on the island was on the shore feasting for days songs were sung dancers danced stories told all were merry and kai never once remembered to be ashamed of his broken promise to the kindly Tiniro. in the other island Tiniro waited patiently for his pet he stays long away he said i hope no harm has come to him On the day the ovens were opened on Kae's Island, the delightful smell of roast whale was borne across the sea. (gasps) Ah, they eat whale in Kae's Island, Tiniro remarked, but he could not, would not believe it was his pet. At last, however, passing strangers brought word that it was really Tiniro's whale that they had eaten on Kae's Island all the story was told of kai's cruelty and theft the king was filled with wrath who will go to punish this false kai he asked forty men stood up we are ready they said the wife of one of them sprang forward hear me great tiniro she cried our husbands go to certain death for kai's army is strong he will send out a great number against these forty and slay them all. Send us their wives instead. A burst of laughter came from the men, but the woman went on. If women, go, Kai will not suspect any harm, he will think we have merely gone on a visit to his island. He will entertain us instead of gathering his army. We shall use our magic to make him fall asleep, and while he sleeps, we shall carry him here to be punished by you. What think you of my plan? It is good, if the other wives are willing, replied the king. The other wives came forward, till forty of them stood in a row. We are willing, they said. The men were doubtful of the wisdom of allowing women to go on such a dangerous errand, but the wives were determined, and the king approved of the plan. He gave orders that boats should be made ready. The women set out. When they reached Kaia's island, the old chief, thinking they had come as visitors, treated them politely. He took them into a great hall. The islanders brought food and made a feast. When the feast was over, stories and songs were given. The evening went merrily. As midnight approached, the forty women began to work their magic, singing charms that threw the people one by one into a heavy sleep. They sang on. Everybody seemed to be asleep but Kae. Unblinkingly, he stared at them. However strong they made their spells, his eyes remained wide open. One of the women, at last suspecting a trick, crept to him and bent low to look at him. With a laugh of triumph she sprang up again, holding out two shining pieces of polished shell, which she had taken from Kaia's eyes. When he saw his people dropping so suddenly off to sleep, the king had grown suspicious. Taking the round pieces of shell from the wall beside him, He had placed them over his eyes, thinking, The shining of the shells will look like the shining of my eyes. They will think I'm watching them and will be afraid to touch me. In reality, he was in a magic sleep as sound as that of any of his people. The women stepped outside and formed a line of twos at equal distances, stretching from the hall to the boats on the beach. Two were left in the hall. When all were ready, these two lifted Kae and carried him out to the next two. These two carried him to the next two. They in turn passed him on. So he was passed down the whole line. Still sleeping his magic sleep, he was placed in one of the boats. The women sprang up, pushed off, and rowed home. Their husbands met them, pleased at their success and their safe return. Kae was handed over to Tiniro, who punished him so effectively that he never stole again. End of story fourteen. Recording by Maria Brook, New Zealand.